Welcome everybody to the Patriot and the Preacher. I'm Mark Anthony, your Patriot. This is Pastor Todd Coconato, the Preacher. And it is day 18 of the ongoing con right now, Todd, that's being perpetrated across the country. Um, we're going to take this show. We, we have two great guests. We're going to take this show to try to break down some things for everybody to bring some truth out there because we realize there's very few places you can go to actually get details on what's really going on versus what the media's narrative is. Yeah, and we don't hold that lightly, by the way. You know, um, we don't get money for, you know, from any uh, special interests. We don't, you know, we're doing this because we literally are a patriot and a preacher that loves this country and wants to see this country thriving, not only for this generation, but for our children as well. Absolutely. And that's what we're, you know, um, you know, when we talk about the name of the show, people have asked this, but we all, this is, we're, we're paying homage, if you will, to those uh preachers that inspired the patriots to do what they did and so that same faith right now todd we we keep we'll never stop talking about this that same faith is required of us right now to bring this nation together and to bring justice to what's happened nationwide because what we know right now todd is so overwhelming and the that's come out even in the last 24 hours yeah um it's hard to digest all of it yeah, no, a lot, a lot has come out, and there's a lot of people that are confused, Mark. They, you know, they hear one bit of reporting on, you know, the mainstream news, and they hear the alternative media and the truth seekers out there saying, you know, a whole different situation. You got Sidney Powell out there, Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, real heroes, Jenna Ellis, right? Um, and so, who do we believe? And you know, who has the facts? Who has the truth? Right? Right. And that's and that's kind of what we're going to try to break down today. We've got we've got two great guests. In fact, they're perfect for right now, as it always happens. As uh, our audience may not know, but in the radio business, you try to book guests, and then once some fall off, and you try to fill them in. But almost every time, what happens is, if that should happen, we come up, and it's the perfect guest for yeah. this for the week. So we've got um, one of our favorite guests, which is Alveda King. She's yeah. going to come on. And, and talk to us about her new book and talk to us about what she thinks is going on um, as she's been praying. She's an evangelist. She works for Priest for Life, as most people know. And then we have James Hershen. Yeah. And and I think that uh, this will probably be one of the most informative interviews that uh, the audience has heard in a long time. Right, Todd? Yeah, I mean, James is coming from a legal standpoint. He understands right. the battle and he'll kind of cut through some of the nonsense and tell us what's actually going on, you know? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think... Uh, after listening to this interview, people are going to have a newfound respect for the founders because what they put in place yes. uh, was not there by accident. Uh, it was there by design. And so we're going to we're going to dive into what can and will happen uh, with the different scenarios, meaning does it go to the state legislator? What does that mean? Are there other alternatives? And so James is going to outline this. But we're here right now to shed the truth on a lot of darkness that is throughout this country. What we're seeing right now is nothing short of like a um, coup. A, <laughs> yeah, a coup, a 24, a, an episode of 24. And I don't think that any Hollywood writer or script writer could have come up with all of these twists and turns, Todd. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, it can really get you stressed out and you could really feel a lack of hope. I know some people that aren't getting out of bed, Mark. I know people yeah. that are, you know, depressed. I'm getting all kinds of emails and letters about people being depressed. And and that's what we, we need to fight against because we know that our hope is found in Jesus Christ. And he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So this is the time where we really need to step out in faith and be encouraged that our hope is in Jesus Christ. 
That's right. Amen. I agree with that. You know, I just wanted to read something. A good friend of mine posted this, and I think it's uh, this is something we all need to focus on, and we're going to go to break in a minute and then come back with uh, a breakdown of a bunch of stuff that we wanted to talk to you about. But this is, in the end, to accept that Joe Biden is our legitimate chief executive, we must believe the votes hammered the Democrats in congressional, state, and local elections, yet decided to elect the leader of their party president. We must believe that he dramatically underperformed among minority voters, yet received 10 million more votes than Barack Obama. We must believe that virtually all the reliable election bellwethers were wrong. We must believe that all the elections in the swing states were conducted honestly and that the Venezuelan software used to tabulate the votes was secure. (laughs) Joe Biden may be inaugurated in January, but he certainly wasn't elected president. Although that last line I shouldn't have read because we don't believe for a moment he's going well, to be inaugurated. But listen, if that happens, we're in a banana republic and we need to understand where we are. That's know? absolutely right. Um, you know, that, that quote left other things out besides that. That's the same software that uh, dictators use to stay in power. Uh, so we can't allow this to happen as patriots. And I hope that um, as you're listening to the show that you get inspired Uh, to understand that this is really the battle for the future of this nation right now as we speak. There is really no other way to say it. Yeah, there's only one battlefield that this can be fought on from Mm -hmm. from our standpoint, and that's a battlefield of prayer. We need to be praying, fasting, and repenting every single day and and really just seeking the Lord. There's there's actually something called travailing. We need to be travailing for our nation and really crying out to God for mercy and for more time, Mark. That's right. Amen. And just as we're going to the break, we'll be back with the news. Remember, there were countless times where the founders thought that it was over and they kept praying and prayed through it. Thirteen times during the Revolutionary War, they did that and a miracle happened each and every time. So we should follow their example. That's how they won. That's how we'll win. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. So, Todd, we we thought it would be a good idea to break some break some things down for the listeners out there. All of this talk about Dominion software and and Smartmatic and everything that we have learned. Think about it over the last ten days. It's quite a bit, right? So, yeah. how about if we we're going to just do a lightning round? Everything yeah. we want to tell we want to tell the audience up front. The purpose of this is that I know for a fact Todd does as well. If you go do a search on Smartmatic and Dominion software, there's no surprise, nothing on uh, Google that will that will give you any news as to right. what's really going on. So let's go through this. This software company is in 2,000 jurisdictions, Todd, hmm. nationwide, yeah. 30 states. Yeah, that's wild. And it, it, it originates from Venezuela, which why would anything that we would be able to trust from uh, election standpoint, you know, when you got Maduro and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, the, the dictators of um, Venezuela to look to, I mean, they've been yeah. horrific in the way they've treated their citizenry, you know? That, that, absolutely. And so now we understand, think about this, Todd, why the liberals always rally around Maduro and Chavez and the rest okay. of them, because they're in cahoots. They think alike, number one, and they're all using the same software. We are we basically in 30 states are using election software from third world dictators and drug traffickers, Todd. 
Well, and I want to even take this to another level. Is that, is that not true? That's yeah, true. No, it's absolutely true. And that, that here's the thing about it is, is that China has a huge footprint in Venezuela. So it's really a proxy you know, country for China Absolutely. and their ambitions. And then we look to the, the coordination between Biden and China. This mm-hmm. all is starting to make sense. Then the Canadian offices of Dominion are in the same offices as George Soros. Organization. Yes, <laughs> another great point. So by the way, as we're talking about Dominion, trying to shape the story, there's somebody that everybody needs to know about, Eric Coomer, yeah. who was the chief of security and architecture at Dominion. Vice President of Engineering, PhD in nuclear physics, by the way, very interesting. And he was later promoted to voting systems officer of strategy. Yeah, their strategy. Here's the thing. Um, He was in a chat room, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in Antifa chat room. Yeah. And when he was asked about what are you going to do if Trump wins, Quote, don't worry about the election. Trump's not going to effing win. I made effing sure of that. Here's another, just so we understand who we're dealing with. This is evidence. There you go. You know, right, exactly. Just his state of mind and who he is. This is an excerpt, and we're not going to go into any more about this, but you need to understand this is the man that's supposedly responsible for the security of these election systems for Dominion. Quote, if you are planning to vote for the autocratic, narcissistic, fascist, blowhard and this christian jihadist vp pick unfriend me now um, he also posted on social media lyrics to a song called dead prez i mm. mm. yeah. wonder who he's alluding to there i have no idea but i think <laughs> we can take a leap one more thing you may or may not have heard of this to the audience todd does obviously know about this but then there's the name peter neffinger yeah yeah so who is he todd which, you know, I think uh, you'd probably go better in explaining. Okay, this well, so, yeah, so he's the, he's, <laughs> he's currently the chairman of the board of Smartmatic. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's on Biden's transition team. I was going to say, isn't he on Biden's transition team? And, you know, by the way, with Smartmatic, uh, what we're finding out is they've given money, large sums of money. So, it, you know, it costs like $100 million to get Smartmatic and Dominion into the state. Right. So think about it. They'll give a cut to the people who are on the, you know, the election commissions that are, that are inviting this software and system into their state, they'll give them a couple million, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. so this is what we're finding is that there's financial ties and giftings and all types of just uh, very, very suspicious activity surrounding this that I think it would be impossible not to investigate and not to look into this because we want to make sure that the, the election process going forward, the American people can have faith in our system. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, You know, speaking of that, having faith, a lot of liberals and Democrats are pointing to the fact you've seen it on social media, right, Todd, that, well, the DHS said that that everything's fine. Well, we we need to go back to that, the origination of that statement, right? Because we need to understand something, which is even more concerning because they're so deep into this, this little, the swamp we have going on where I happen to be and Todd's safe in Nashville, but... Am I? <laughs> okay, so the that's the CISA, which is the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. Right. They helped author the statement where the DHS said the November third election was the most secure, Todd, in American history. <laughs> Nothing well, was hacked. <laughs> in fact, there is no evidence of that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or in 
anyway, it was compromised. Here's what, here's what everybody needs to know is that executives from Smartmatic and Dominion Software are on that board. Yeah. They helped author that statement. So it's kind of like finding somebody stealing from a bank vault, except they're going to give the statement to tell the police that what they saw isn't what really happened. So we've got the criminals authoring the statement to the entire world, telling everybody not to worry about the security because we're wrong. Well, it sounds like the Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, not a smidgen of corruption. Not a smidgen, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're in bed with all of our adversaries around the world. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting, too, to point out that these Dominion software people are all deleting their uh, profiles right. on LinkedIn. So that, that's not suspicious. Why would they be doing that? And by the way, Sydney Powell, who is one of my new heroes, I mean, literally, this woman is like amazing in the way she's standing up. And Jenna Ellis, the same thing. And, you know, we always have known about Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, but I mean, uh, that, that press conference today was savage, Mark. I mean, that was, and they, they put it out there and said, look, you know, we're not going to be intimidated by, by all your bullying and we're going to stand for this constitution, our nation, our future. And I think that gives all patriots hope and also makes us want to stand with them, Mark. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I agree, Todd. And you know, I think that uh, it's really important to point out right now that no matter what you may be seeing on TV, because we're used to going to certain sources that we're not going to say are nameless, like Fox yeah. um, and beyond mainstream media is what I mean. Um, we need, we're really calling everybody to come together right now because this is an assault on our entire country and our constitution. If we allow this, right. we allow them to get away with this and don't stand up or have the attitude, Todd, well, not a lot can happen in four years. It's uh, going to be okay. That absolutely is not true yeah. at all. We yeah. understand already what Biden plans on doing and it's going to be worse than what he's already announced. It, Don't it forget the dark winter statement. Dark winter, great reset. Uh, you know, China will overtake the U.S. as a superpower in the world. Uh, they'll initiate all these different nefarious plans that they're pretty open yeah. about, you know, locking right. us back down, uh, going into the universal basic income, taking away our property rights, eventually uh, vaccines. I can go on and on, uh, you know, anti-religious liberty and freedom. I mean, it's just so scary. And people say, well, all those things, that's conspiracy. No, it's not, because it says it on their website. So I think what you were saying, Mark, and it's true, and we, we wanted to point this out. Go back to our previous episodes a couple weeks ago, a couple mm -hmm. months ago, and listen to the things that we were warning about because we are now at that place where the very things that this show, the Patriot and the Preacher, listen, we're just a Patriot and a Preacher that's trying to speak truth. Right. And, uh, you know, we have no agenda. No one's paying us off. And, uh, you know, so here we are. And I, I just want to point that out. Our credibility, Mark, has gone through the roof because, I mean, we're the one of the few that's out here telling the truth. Absolutely. And at this point, the truth is important, and it's also important to stand up for it. Because what's happening right now, we talked about the Great Reset, you just mentioned that, but what's happening right now, we all want to, you know, it reminds me of that saying, I mentioned it on the show last week, but Abraham Lincoln, I don't care if you're on the left or the right, I want to be on God's side, because yes. God is always right, and that really is what this is all about. And and uh, our guests are going to talk about that. That's what we talk about. And that's why we have to stand together. Amen. So our first guest is coming up. Stay with us. We have got a great show planned and a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back. One. 
Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. We're excited to have a great friend of the show join us for a time such as this. Alveda King, an evangelist and the director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priests for Life. Alveda, thanks for coming back on. I am so glad to join you two today and your listening audience. It's just wonderful because, you know, regardless of how things look and seem, we still win. And yeah. I have to keep reminding of, uh, us of that. So, yeah, it's good to join you. Always good to have you, Alveda. We were talking before we started the interview and we, and, uh, we talked about how this is really a battle of a lifetime for this nation. So kind of talk to our listeners about that. How you feel? Well, I'm 70 years old, and that includes the nine months in my mother's womb. My seventh day, the birthday is in January. But uh, I tell you, I've not seen such ferocious mm. activity, even in the 1950s and 60s. Mm, and yeah. I lived through being in a home that was bombed. Wow. My uncle Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. My dad, A.D. King, was choked and thrown in the swimming pool. My grandmother, Mama King, Alberta King, was shot in the church. Wow. And so I'm accustomed to those kinds of battles. But it just wasn't like this today. And I know for sure when President Donald John Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, it included voter fraud. We didn't think about that. Yeah, right. We we discovered that it included aborting the babies and chopping up the body parts and selling the body parts. We discovered that. We discovered that it included the trans transgender surgeries they're doing on minors and children to cut off their reproductive organs mm. and parts. So we're seeing all this before our eyes. And then you get a COVID, a pandemic that is not of the Lord. Because people say, oh, God is sending, sending COVID to punish us and judge us. No, I asked God when COVID first hit, I said, is this you? And in mm -hmm. my spirit, I heard, no. I said, so right. then why is it here? He said, so you'll do Second Chronicles 7, 14. Mm. Wow. Wow. And that's the real answer, seeking the face of the Lord, not a president. Yes. There's so many prayer calls going on, Alvita. There's, there's something that I've witnessed that I've never seen in the ministry in all the years of ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's people are crossing denominational barriers. They're, they're coming together and there's a unity that's happening in the body of Christ. I've never seen so many people praying and I have to believe God responds to the prayers of the righteous. What is on your heart? You know, the, the, you listen to mainstream media, you get really depressed, you know, but what is the Lord speaking to you about what's going on? spiritually right now in this battle for President Trump to get a second term? Believe me, these are the days that evangelist Billy Graham and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. longed for. Mm -hmm. When evangelist Graham in the 50s, in the late 1950s, he says, I'm tired of these segregated church services because people don't know that back then, if you went to a church and you were a different ethnicity, I won't say different race, Acts 17, 26, one blood, one race, but you would have to sit in, on different sides. And Billy Graham said, no, we're not doing that. I'm going to invite this young man, Martin Luther King Jr., to pray with me in a meeting. And so they did pray in Madison Square Garden together. Yes. So they would have longed to see this day. Our good friend, Bishop Harry Jackson, Yes. Has passed away, but he wrote the foreword of our new book. Ginger Howard and I have a new book, We're Not Colorblind. Mm. 
So I'm asking God, can we have that four more years together yes. as brothers and sisters, those of us who are Christians, everybody's not a Christian, but let me explain this very clearly. As a Christian evangelist, as a Christian, I get to call God my father through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's the benefit of receiving the judge of all things and the creator of all things as your father. Because mm -hmm. we do have to go to court. Judgment is breathing down our throats, all of us. Yeah. When we get to court, don't we want to be in the book of Hebrews in that high court? Amen. Where the spirits of right, just men and women are made perfect. So that's why four more years, because he's been draining that swamp. He said it. And there's so much in the swamp. But isn't it sad to discover some of us had mud all over our feet, too. Mm -hmm. And some of our friends were in the swamp. Some of us were in the swamp. But, you know, if you get snatched out and thrown in the shower, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Little fire hose. If the doesn't pull you under. <laughs> no, I'm not about to do true confession. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were about to go down that road. I I'll won't be... do it. But believe me, by the skin of my teeth, I'm okay. <laughs> Alvita, that was part of the reason. I'm glad you mentioned the book. That was part of the reason we wanted to have you on. So talk to the listeners about this book and why you sat down and what the message is behind it. Ginger and I and Harry Jackson, who did that forward, we knew that the time had come. Harry Jackson had the Reconcile Church. I had worked with that group with him for a long time. And we knew these race wars. We do Black Lives Matter organization, not movement. Black <clears throat> Lives Matter movement's okay, but the organization, a Marxist organization run by three lesbian women who hate patriarchs. They had that on their website. Somebody gave them enough sense to take it down. So here we are in a nation where people are saying in the name of racism, burning down houses and killing and stabbing, and they're still doing it to a certain extent, but they're exposed. So we knew, Ginger and I started this book around 2017, and it took us 2017 to 2019. We were ready for it to go to print. It didn't go to print until August 28, 2020, and now it's a bestseller right before Christmas. Christmas mm -hmm. colors are prophetic on it. It looks like a Christmas book, right? So we knew that people were going to have to deal with the fact that we're one blood. We were going to have to repent of playing the race cards on every side. And so now that book, and, and God has used Ginger and me as an example. We've had to go through things like she was raised with black people just working as domestic workers in her home as the help. I was raised um, wanting to even hate white people because of everything that was going on. And I didn't understand Ephesians 6, that we weren't wrestling with skin color. We were wrestling with demons. Right. So Ginger and I had to sort through this together, and we had to candidly. And that's what I'm talking about when I say about the skin of my teeth. I, I fully, we understand one blood, one race. And yeah. so it was time for it. And this is, is, is I believe, we believe it's prophetic because yes. it's needed now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
You mentioned Alveda repentance, and uh, we, we know that we need to be sensitive to your times. You got to go here. But before you go, can you just speak to, you know, one of the things that's going on is prayer. Another thing is fasting. And then I think the third thing that's key and equally important is repentance in America. Right. Uh, can you just kind of cover that a little bit? Our idols have become things like a Martin Luther King statue or a Trump hat, those kinds of things. Nothing wrong with the hats, the statues. Really, we shouldn't be having statues. But I'm saying we started paying more attention to things and fame and personalities mm. than to the living God. So we had to repent of idolatry. That can sneak up on you. You don't see those things as idols, yeah. but they yeah. are. Yeah. And then we had to repent of racism, thinking we were separate races and believing the social justice and the social gospel engineered by humans and forgetting that God created us to love each other. Yes. And then the sin of abortion. My God, God is so upset. And if you, and it, you, don't, you can read any of the prophets and he's always talking about the blood is crying out. Well, that's the innocent blood. Right. And then the I won't procreate. I'll be two men or two women just having sex. And if I do, I'll abort it. Well, because you said be fruitful and multiply, Lord. We're not going to obey that. Yes. And then mistreating our children in the womb, chopping them up, selling body parts. Or minor children. We've heard of eight-year-olds. And then we've, I heard the other day some mother was saying her baby was transgendered too and needed stuff cut off. I'm like, this is... It doesn't make sense. No. So in the name of the living God, in the name of Jesus Christ, yes. by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to pray. We have to fast. We have to have these types of conversations. Mm -hmm. And actually, we are in judgment. If anybody tells you we're not, they're lying. Yeah. Oh, the burden of the Lord. The Lord said, tell you, you're the burden. If you don't understand that we're in judgment. However, Mercy, grace, hope, faith, and love are here. And mercy actually overrides judgment. So that's why I talked to somebody earlier today. They said, my prayer is God have mercy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just we'll those three it. words. That's it. That's it. In Jesus' name. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Hey, Alvita, before you go, I think you've... Uh, We've created a uh, tradition. Can you, uh, especially with all that's going on right now, would you mind saying a prayer before you, uh, before we end this interview? May I please add to the tradition with a little tiny bit of a song, because you know yes. I do that too. That is part of it too. Let's do Here that. Here we go. Okay. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom over me, over me. I no longer am a slave. Christ is risen from the grave. Christ is Lord, I am saved and I'm free. Lord, we thank you right now for the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, power of the Holy Spirit, Father. For those who call you God, for those who acknowledge you as creator, Father God, here we are, humanity. And we need you. We need you. Many of us are repenting and we really are sorry 
and we have worshipped idols, and we're sorry, Lord, we are. There are those who are coming back to you. You said in Ezekiel that you look for somebody, a man, a person to stand in that gap, and you couldn't find anybody. We pray that you find us faithful here, not as in the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah, when you only could get Lot out of there and those two daughters. But we pray that there are those of us standing in the gap sincerely, Lord God. We pray that as in the days of Nehemiah, Ezra, Esther, and Daniel, that that strength and that faith, even though Daniel said his knees were knocking, he was trembling, he's about to faint, but you gave him strength to stand. We pray that you continue to give our president strength to stand and that we stay on that wall, Lord. And when the walls of Jericho have to come down, Lord, let us know that there's still a firm and sure foundation in Christ. So right now, I thank you for the preachers and the patriarchs and the saints and the prayer warriors and those who still haven't even confessed Jesus that will. The babies in the womb. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. And, and your, your, your servant, daughter, woman of God, Alveda, Lord, four more years. Yes. Asking yes. for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Alvita. Always an honor to have you on. Thank Absolutely. you. God Appreciate bless you. God bless you. Bye. This is the Patriot the Preacher Show. That was Alvita King, and we'll be right back. Thank you, Alvita. Welcome back to the Patriot and the Preacher. We have a great guest joining us who's come on the show before. He's an attorney. He's a New York Times bestselling author and a columnist for Newsmax. James Hershon, welcome back, James. Uh, great to be with the Patriot and the Preacher. And you know what? Like when you said my introduce me and you said the word Newsmax, I think Newsmax has a whole new meaning. Oh, yeah. now. You know, it because does. it's an of explosion the, of new. Explosion, you know, I, I saw I think it was it might have been Jenna Ellis, who was at the press conference today early this morning, tweeted. Um, just uh, let's see, what was it? Yeah. Uh, Unlike Jeffrey, uh, uh, Fox News did kill themselves. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely true, isn't it? Yeah, it was funny. I saw President Trump. I think he tweeted. He said, "It'll be on OAN and Newsmax and maybe Fox." You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, really. I, it's it's stunning. It's stunning whether the media has become a monolith. They're, you know, between big tech and the corporate media now, they're asking us not to believe what we see, not to believe what we hear, what we feel in our gut to be true. No, it isn't true. And I don't, it, the level of, it's not bias, it's corruption. And the level of corruption is, is higher than anything I've seen. I've been around a long time. And it's, it, it's, it's, it is frightening, but at the same time, it's liberating. It is, because it all seems to be coming out now, doesn't it, James? All of it. It does. I think if there's one thing we can say about the President Trump era, it's an era of revelation. Yeah. We, we, if things are revealed, I mean, the 
the fact that uh, we see intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies, the federal government involved in surveillance of a president, we see an ex-president who instead of leaving Washington DC stayed there and appears to be intimately involved. Um, we see uh, you know, this combination of fakery, fake news, fake investigations, fake impeachments, fake polls, and leading us all, uh, right into the discussion of a fake election. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so going along those lines, James, what's going on right now, we see there's seven, there's seven states out there that are up right now, right? And what we see is that a lot of people, because of they listen to the mainstream media, or even as we were joking in the beginning of Fox News, they're being told that there's absolutely no way that this election can be overturned, that the outcome is going to be any different than what the media told us about 10 days ago. Can you explain, because it was alluded to, you said, in the press conference that happened with the legal team, and you wrote an article about it, but the founders were actually a lot smarter than people give them credit for at times because the fail-safe measures they have that are in place right now that are actually being followed, that's why the deadlines are there. Can you explain what will happen if certain states decide not to certify, which are those legislators are controlled by Republicans, in these states that were still that are still having recounts or investigations going on, sure. Uh, yeah, I believe that we just look at the empirical proof of the goodness that uh, the United States of America has spread throughout the world. The model of representative government that we've had, the founding fathers were not only wise; they were providentially inspired right. to put together something that, when you look at the historical context. We're talking about a world of monarchies, dictatorships, and slavery. And the Founding Fathers were able to put together something that turned into a bastion of freedom that is now being threatened. But in Article 2, Section 1, it sets forth something that I think it was Jenna Ellis alluded to, because she said there's, there's constitutional procedures that we can look to. And so this is the amazing fact. The end game of this whole election fraud process is completely controlled by the Republican Party. And when I say that, it sounds ridiculous, but it happens to be true. The Constitution places all of the power, not some of it, all of it, not in the Congress, not in the judiciary, not in the governors, not in the state election officials or secretaries of state. It places it in the state legislature, the two houses of the state legislature, the state houses. And what it essentially says in the manner that they decide, leaving it totally to their discretion, they choose the electors that go to the electoral college and they specify a formula for when the due date is after election day. And it's the Monday after the second Wednesday, something like that. But it turns out to be December 14th. So on December 14th, these electors that are selected solely by the two houses of the state legislature and all the states that are in controversy, they're all controlled by the GOP, all of them. And so the idea is that this very compelling, by the way, press conference, regardless of the coverage, you know, the, um, first of all, most of the news didn't cover it. Some of it 
covered uh, that Rudy Giuliani was sweating. I mean, it's just, it's very sad. But the important thing is this was like an opening statement. Mm. And there was, there were some bombshells. The bombshell to me was dealing with the Dominion software and the fact that Dominion whistleblowers exist, people that work within that company, because Sidney Powell said that explicitly. And the fact that I know um, that Dominion employees are uh, deleting their LinkedIn accounts, yeah. they're deleting other social media accounts, their offices are emptying out. Um, it's, I mean, the fact is, we're talking about two, the two people I know uh, Rudy Giuliani, he was the third in command in the Justice Department. He prosecuted the freaking mob in New York. This is a very tough guy. Right. He was the America's mayor at 9-11. Um, Sidney Powell's a 10-year veteran U.S. attorney. She prosecuted drug lords. And she um, said, we will not be intimidated. Yeah. We have the evidence to show that this whole election will be turned over. In other words, sufficient fraudulent votes, sufficient illicit votes. So let's just say, hypothetically, for whatever reason, the courts go sideways or they take too long, or simultaneously, Trump's legal team presents evidence to the state legislatures, and they determine, because the evidence is so strong, which I think it will be, that, for example, say in Pennsylvania, they determined that uh, we're going to eliminate several hundred thousand votes that are illicit for these reasons. And therefore, in our discretion, the Constitution gives us we're sending Trump electors to the right. Electoral College. So that's now then. So then you would say, well, you know, December 14th is pretty close, which it is less than a month. Um, what if they don't make it? What if for some reason the president is not chosen on the due date and there's not a Supreme Court order extending it? Then the Constitution says that the, the choice of the president is made by the House of Representatives, but it's not Nancy Pelosi's House of Representatives. It's a different House of Representatives. It's the constitutional House of Representatives. These brilliant founders... Mm -hmm. Made it so that it's the delegations, meaning all of the members of the House of each respective state vote, and then each state gets one vote for choosing the president, and guess which party has the majority of delegations? Uh, once again, the Republicans. So this is, and then people will say, well, do the Republicans have the political will? That's and the that point. part of it is greatly up to us. Right. We have to let those legislators know, and there's 73 million plus of us, and we, we've got to let them know. Because we know, for example, this whole PSYOP routine that we're living under, that it's meant to intimidate. I'm yeah. really glad Sidney Powell brought up that word. It's meant to intimidate justices, like at the Supreme Court. Can you imagine when we have the inevitable hearing, it's coming, where the justices actually hear the case, huh. what's going to happen outside the Supreme Court building that day? Mm -hmm. It's going to be Seattle, Portland, New York, wow. Kenosha combined. It's going to be every rent-a-mob possible out there. 
So we have to be out there. Yes. No, 100% agree, James. And you're exactly right. I was reading uh, actually a tweet from Sidney Powell, and it was a Michigan State Majority Leader, Mike Shirky, and he says Joe Biden is president-elect and that the Republican majority state legislator will not award the state's electoral vote. So to your point, we have to be in these people's faces. This is a Republican. And of course, now this is before any evidence has really been presented, but uh, it could be a daunting task, especially with some of these rhinos and establishment folks that are in these positions of leadership. Um, you know, and that's my concern about some of this is, you know, we, we get disappointed. We get let down as Trump supporters, even from people in our own party sometimes, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people are concerned. Now, you've been before the court a lot, and uh, I want to ask you a question with the Supreme Court, just in your gut, from what you know uh, of the law and the Constitution, how do you think they're going to rule when something like this is presented to them? Well, first of all, I would say they have the power. This is, the courts all have power. There's precedent where courts have ordered a redo. They've ordered a new election. That's the most radical thing. Now, it's possible that they will order an audit. Um, the fact that Justice Alito already issued this order, this emergency order in Pennsylvania, uh, shows that they are looking at the possibility of eliminating illicit votes because they wouldn't segregate them if they didn't think that was, at least Justice Alito thinks that. Um, but I do think we have five very strong originalists. Obviously, I'm not including Roberts right. because he's demonstrated something's wrong there. We don't mm -hmm. know what it is. He's not following law, and he did before um, the Trump era. He was a good justice. Right. And so until, well, no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that because he did too, that crazy opinion in, on Obamacare, which made no sense. Um, but the fact is, we have a very good shot with these justices, but we have a backup plan if they go sideways. But to answer your question, the courts have the power uh, to fashion remedies case by case. And this is the problem. It's not like Bush v. Gore, we're dealing with one jurisdiction, we may be dealing with six or seven. Um, and so they would have to, you know, cherry pick. Now, obviously, it's e the easiest thing for them to do is to shrug it off, not even take the case. They have that, you know, depending on where it is in the ladder. By the way, we have a two-tier approach going. And on one hand, the Trump team is going up the ladder in the court system, where you start at the trial level, move up to the appellate level, mm -hmm. then go to the Supreme Court. Um, they do that at the state level and the federal level, but at the same time, the clock is ticking, so they can also seek emergency relief in this case, because it is extremely significant and demonstrably so. James. They seek, and they've done that in one, one of the cases. Go ahead. <clears throat> James, really quick before we go, it seems as if because the Trump team is taking that that two-prong approach, if you will, right, um, that the other side is really sitting back and watching, and as everything develops on the president's side, they're going to be out of time as well to do anything about any ruling that's going on, right? Um, well, the, the Democrats legally uh, are going to try to – Obviously, they're, they're not going to just let it go unopposed. They're going to oppose it. But 
you know, obviously what's happened, it's funny, I, I, uh, what I notice is that each step of the way, the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC are reporting whenever a case is dismissed or dropped, mm-hmm. and they're trying to present a view uh, similar to the view before the election with, with all these polls that showed a landslide for Biden. They're trying to, to present a hopeless view to the rest of America, especially the 73 million people they want to lock down, keep in masks, and keep uh, under their thumb. And so that's, you know, I think they're, they're afraid of the people. I, I don't, you know, the lawyers are going to come in there and try to shoot holes in anything that the Trump legal team presents, of course. But yeah, there is an issue with the clock in relation to what I said. I mean, if Democrats stall enough and they put enough obstacles in the way, we may head to the House of Representatives and, you know, they don't want that. Or we may head prior to that to the state legislatures. They don't really want that either. I think the state legislatures are where my hope is because there's a lot less uh, swamp rats Mm. locally than there are in Washington, D.C. Agreed. Hey, James, thanks for coming on and explaining everything to the audience and breaking it down. It makes a lot more sense. In fact, I hope it gives a lot of people hope out there because you you would think that uh, this was all set up ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) In our favor. Um, And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as we go to our break... You're going to hear also that James is an amazing musician. Um, Thanks for letting us use the music, James. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again. It's my pleasure. Thank you uh, so much, Mark and Todd, for what you're doing. This is a very pivotal moment in our history, and you're playing a great role. Uh, You are as well, brother. Thanks for coming on. We look forward to having you back. My pleasure. Thank you. This is the Patriot and the Preacher, and we'll be right back. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. I think it's really important, right? I hope that everybody, um, hope that everybody heard what James had to say, Todd, because yeah. uh, while and even you and I have been discouraged recently with different decisions that have happened, really things that shouldn't have gone that way. But yeah. I really, I really want to say this one more time: we have a battle to fight, and when we see see things. And headlines like 140,000 non-citizens receive mail-in ballots in Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, there were counties in Michigan and Wisconsin that had 300% turnout. And I really, at this point, we have to really call this for what it is. And we cannot back down. This cannot be appeased. We can't negotiate with them. They are trying. This is a coup. And they are, and what, and if they're allowed to win, we'll never see another real election again. No, we won't. This is it. This is our 1776 mark. And that's why patriots are going out to the state capitals. They're going out. You know, what we just witnessed in Georgia is nothing less than an abomination. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that a Republican secretary of state and Republican uh, governor would be willing to, uh, or I think it was the attorney general, I'm sorry, uh, is willing to uh, certify an election in Georgia. We know there was so many discrepancies. There was so much voter fraud that's taken place there. You know, 
know, I have to question their legitimacy and if they're not, you know, somehow involved in this swamp because, you know, otherwise, you know, why would they want, uh, I mean, this is, this is outright fraud. Like you said, from a probability standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, from a political science standpoint, we're just looking at facts, you know, and you better believe that if this was reversed, the Democrats would be doing every single thing to block President Trump, but he wouldn't do that because the Republicans play fair. Whereas the, whereas the Democrats will do anything they can, just like any socialist communist. And that's how they've taken over societies like Venezuela, Mark. So this is a, a coup, as you had, had mentioned. We can't, you know, we got to call a spade a spade. That's what this is. It absolutely is. And, spe- and speaking of Venezuela, let's just remember that when that dictator uh, fixed his election and the, opposing, and the opposing candidate was trying to claim victory, this guy is now in exile. But I'd like to remind the audience who did the liberals side with in that election? They sided with the dictator. They love Maduro and they, right. they love Chavez. And, you know, look, it has to be insanity for anybody to say, hey, let's take the software and, and system that was used in Venezuela and use it in the United States. I mean, what brainchild would think of that? I mean, come on. Well, only listen. I mean, this one article we forgot to mention is that the Smartmatic executive bragged that he flipped a million votes for maduro yeah so if they can do that in venezuela ladies and gentlemen it can be done in the 30 states and 2000 jurisdictions that dominion has their voting machines in and by the way as just the icing on the cake the cherry on top they the dominion executives were supposed to testify today in front of the pennsylvania legislator and they refused to do so well, let me tell you this, Mark. I've, you know, I've met Tucker Carlson. He seems like a nice guy. Honestly, like the guy. Watched his show. He's got one of the highest rating shows on TV. Uh, but what he did last night was counterproductive and, in my opinion, totally out of line. And uh, it shouldn't have been done because anybody that understands court hearings, I don't know about you, I've been involved in court cases in my life. I've seen how they work on business level, different levels. And I will tell you, you know, you don't present all the evidence. Now, there's something called discovery where then you can see evidence and things like that. But we're not at that stage here yet. So they're laying out a case that will probably eventually most likely go to the Supreme Court of the United States. And they don't want to put all their cards on the table, but they're laying out, look, this is what we're presenting. This is our case. This is what we have. And, you know, for Tucker to just want them to put everything on the table, what would happen? The liberals would would use whatever they put on the table against them and come up with counter plans. So we have to be smart here. And it doesn't make any sense what he did. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. Not just counter plans, but a counter narrative as well. Right. So we let them we don't want to give them they've already had more than enough time to cook this scheme up, this con game. And it really is the biggest con game, I think. History will look back and say that what everybody did in 2020 was important to make sure that we actually preserved our nation. Um, And that's what I hope um, the generations to come will look back on. But that's that all depends on us. But you're right about Tucker one more time, because everybody said, let's stop watching Fox News except Tucker. Right now, Tucker has shown himself to be right along with the rest of the leadership at Fox News. So very upsetting. It's yeah. very upsetting. You're right. I know. I kind of, there are some people that I used to trust in media, much like I'm sure as the listeners are thinking in their heads, the same thing, and they cannot be trusted. And I think that overall, if, you know, along with all the other things this is produced or made, you know, a catalyst for is that we now know who's on the side of the American people and who's not. We That's know right. that Listen, for sure. If you're getting a paycheck from the Murdochs, okay, 
you have to remember, it's just like a job. You know, if I work at a job and they're paying me well and the big boss comes and says, hey, listen, Todd, I need you to do this. You, you know, there, there is a question there because you can always leave based on integrity, you know, and say, look, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, when you're getting the big check, sometimes you might want to be persuaded to not report a certain way or not speak a certain way because at the end of the day, you want your paycheck and your lifestyle. And I hate to say it, but a lot of people have a price, Mark. We saw that with Matt Drudge. I mean, look at right. Drudge. Come on. What the heck happened to Drudge? Right. You know, and there's been a lot of people that have let us down. I mean, you know, Fox, come on. You know, they were supposed to be the conservative channel and uh, they've totally let us down. No, we, I can't ever trust Fox again. And so I have to say anybody that's associated with Fox, at least there has to be a question behind them now. And when you see what happened with Tucker last night, that because look at Judge Janine. She was willing to take a stand. And what happened with her? That's so right. we see the, the battle lines are being drawn. That's absolutely. Absolutely. They're being drawn. They're being drawn right now as to what choice we all make today and moving forward, how we're going to do this. We cannot give up, ladies and gentlemen. We, we cannot. This the Literally, we're on the edge right now. We must continue to pray. We must continue to fast, as Todd was saying, and we cannot give up. This is the last stand for freedom in this world, in this nation. Yes. And, and so because of that, and we always do this, but now more than ever, we want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. By the time yeah. we'll be talking to you next Saturday after Thanksgiving, but Todd, as we always do, let's close this out with a prayer for our nation, for Thanksgiving, and um, and for God to protect this nation right now. Amen. I'm going to ask the audience and everybody listening, if you would pray with us right now, and let's do this in unity and one accord, because it's very, very crucial and critical that we pray together. So Heavenly Father, we are coming before you as we did before the election. None of us would have probably imagined we'd be where we are today. And now we are looking at a mountain, and we're, we're saying it with probably some of us, the faith as a mustard seed. But you said the faith of a mustard seed will move the mountain. So we're standing and declaring on your word. And Lord, as you said in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, Lord God, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and, 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 and you know, return from their wicked ways, Lord. And that's what we need to do is we need to turn from our wicked ways. We have failed you as a church and as a nation. We have failed you. But as Alveda King said, Lord, and, and she said it so eloquently, Lord, we are asking for mercy. We need mercy, Lord God, because, Lord, we, we want to change. We want to repent to you. And repentance is turning from our wicked ways, making a true confession of sin and turning. And so, Lord, that is our, our prayer tonight, Lord God, and today, is, is that we would turn as a nation and we would come to re return to the, the foundation and the morals and the principles that you founded us on. And so, Lord, let that be the case. And we pray that there would be an overturning of Roe v. Wade. We pray there would be an overturning of all these wicked practices. Uh, otherwise, Lord, we're going we're gonna to go into persecution and we're going to go into probably tribulation. So we're praying that's not where we are. And we're asking for more time, Lord God, and for mercy. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a good God and a merciful Father. And we just pray that each and every person listening to this would be blessed and encouraged today, even in the midst of this trial, Lord, knowing that you are the God of heaven and earth who sit on the throne and that you are in control of this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Todd. And before we go, since Thanksgiving is right around the corner, this is uh, our favorite president besides President Trump, George Washington's <laughs> Thanksgiving Day proclamation. It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly implore his protection and favor. Amen.
So happy Thanksgiving to all of you and your families. We will be back next week. And in the meantime, keep praying for this nation. I'm Mark Anthony, your Patriot. This is Pastor Todd Coconut of the Preacher. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. And we'll see you next week.